and welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things planning and planning adjacent. If I do not sound like my usual self today, and I do not think that I do, it is because I am sick, a little sick anyway. And this episode is all about things related to being sick, because I know that I am not the only one having this experience right now. I currently am positive for multiple viruses, and I'm not even going to get into specifics, but let's just say it's kind of gross, and I know I'm not alone out there, so I thought this would be a relevant topic for many of us, and it's going to be a shorter episode as well because I'm going to give myself a break this week and get some more rest so that I can practice what I am preaching in this episode. However, I do think it's worth taking some time, if you haven't been sick yet this season, to maybe take some time and think about what you will do when it inevitably, probably inevitably, does occur. It makes sense to plan ahead for getting sick because for most of us, it's likely going to happen. And if it doesn't happen, amazing. The things you have to do to plan aren't that hard. So if it's wasted efforts and you never have to use these plans, I think you will not have lost out on anything. So the first thing I was thinking about is having medications in the house. If you are somebody that has kids and likes to use certain liquid medications, like perhaps children's ibuprofen or Tylenol or various supplements like elderberry or other things, make sure that you have everything on hand rather than scrambling to get these things when you're already sick or you already have a sick kid. Have kind of a minimal baseline pharmacy that you keep in your house, either for your kids, maybe even for your pets, and also for yourself. The second thing is to have a game plan with your partner. If you have children, this is always a difficult thing to manage. Who will deal with the kids when they are sick? Who will stay home? Who will, I don't know, like take them to the doctor and deal with all the related things? There's so many different variables. I have three kids, and especially when the little one is sick, she needs a lot of one-on-one attention. If my oldest kid is sick, she might be completely fine, but someone still needs to be home with her. So many different scenarios that it's hard to 100% have a plan, but at least speaking to your partner about maybe who's on call for the kids in various circumstances. I actually know some couples who will do one month on and one month off or other different ways of alternating. You can figure out ways that you've kind of thought through it ahead of time so that the minute a child throws up or tests positive for COVID or something like that, that you've already kind of have a preliminary idea of how you're going to deal with it. And then the other planning thing is to understand your school and work policies on returning. So not every school or every daycare is the same on these. Some of them require 24 hours fever-free. Other have longer periods, certain conditions. Certain schools will require a doctor's note, like conjunctivitis is one such condition where many, many places will require a note from a physician or a nurse in order to return. So know what those policies are so that you don't, you know, triumphantly bring your kid back and they say, oh, actually they can't go because you don't have a note for that. Make sure you understand what all the policies are ahead of time. All right, we're going to take a quick break and I will be right back on some scheduling notes. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. 
They offer multiple options from Protein Plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I am back. So the next thing is to not make your schedule super tight if you can help it and have some buffer so that when things do happen, you're able to recover from it. I took this one from my podcasting partner, Laura Vanderkam. She has nine rules that she talks about in her book, Tranquility by Tuesday, and one of them is to have a backup slot or what she calls a resilient schedule. So that if something happens, you can figure out ways to recover from it. Her strategy is often to have an open time slot on Friday. So anything that falls by the wayside earlier in the week can be made for made up for on Fridays, but there's no one right way to do this. I think it more can be a matter of just not scheduling things super tightly, leaving buffers so that you're not going to have some big project where you're working down to the wire on something very inflexible. And then when you get sick, you are in big trouble. I totally understand this is sometimes easier to say than do. I'm someone who likes to pack in a lot of things and that leads sometimes to some back-to-back commitments. But if ever there was a reminder that I should make sure that there is some space in there, this would be it. So make sure you're trying not to schedule super tightly and leaving room for schedule resiliency. And then finally, do not beat yourself up for doing less while you are sick. This is such a societal problem, but this is not the time to worry about the metrics that you've been tracking in your planner or falling behind on habits or not making progress at work. You hopefully have some kind of sick time to use and you absolutely should use it and take that time to rest and relax. 
I have literally written down the word S-I-C-K, sick, as the only word on a daily page in my Hobonichi during various illnesses, and this particular instance is no exception. So really, give yourself a break when you don't have the energy or when you're feverish or coughing to just do less and not feel bad about doing less. It is, however, perhaps the time to embrace little easy things that comfort you. If you have a TV series that you normally don't have time to watch, now is a great time to binge watch a great show. Maybe crowdsource a really funny or light show that's easy to follow or some easy documentaries to fall into a rabbit hole on. Now is kind of like the time that you should enjoy these pleasures that we sometimes feel guilty about doing other times. Our bodies need downtime and you got to do whatever you have to do to get through it as best you can, including not feeling bad about doing less. And with that, I'm going to end this episode. I recognize it's quite a shorter episode than usual, but I hope you forgive me for it given the topic and the circumstance. I will be back next week with a review of two planner products, one that I ordered on my own and one that they were nice enough to send to me. So that's my teaser for you. Hopefully by then my voice will be totally back to normal. But in the meantime, please take care of yourself, stock your medicine cabinet, take a look at your schedule and create a game plan for when, if you have kids, when one of them inevitably comes down with something this winter. All right, I'll be back with more next Monday. And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.